Hey everyone, and a massive welcome to the Dedicate Podcast. Here we speak to inspiring people about the highs and lows in their lives. We delve into our guest rock bottoms and learn how they pulled themselves out to achieve great things. You'll learn what makes them tick and they'll share their valuable life lessons to help you to get the most out of your life. We discuss various topics from health and fitness, motherhood, mental health, body image, business and more. It's a bit serious, but it's also a lot of fun too. I'm Kate Ivey, your host, and today I'm chatting to Hayley Rind. Hayley is a mother of two and a farmer's wife living in Blenheim. She is also the owner, founder and CEO of Hayley Ryan Group, which has three fashion labels. Hayley shares her story of how the business began, how it became New Zealand made and why. She also tells us what happened recently that made her completely change the way she lives her life. It's an amazing insight into what it can take to be successful in business and how Hayley did it. Alrighty, hello, hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. And yourself? Good. Good, so I can hear some noise in the background. Tell us what that is. Now we've got a, I'm at the family batch in Picton yeah. and we've got a crazy storm going on here. And I think there might be something loose on the roof because it sounds like a brass band <laughs> outside. <laughs> no, all good. So you are there doing your designing with your team? Yes, we've got two days of design where we're just um, eating lots of yummy food, drinking too much coffee and just like really getting into the groove of it and just going crazy on all our designs. Awesome. <laughs> Tell me, you accidentally set up a multi-million dollar company fashion yeah, business yeah, no, what do you mean by accidentally did it what does that mean well we were saving really hard um to get into our first farm uh eight seven eight years ago and we yes it didn't have any spare money to buy nice clothes or um yes so my sister-in-law and my brother were living in vietnam at the time so I said to Ginny, if I drew up some pictures of some clothes I liked, could she get them made over there and send them over to me? So mm. she did. And it was a huge big box of all these clothes arrived and it was right on Christmas. And it was, yeah, it was like a big Christmas present. And Yeah, so I mean, sorry, had you always been into like design stuff? Like, I mean, I couldn't just go and draw something that I wanted to wear. Is it no, something you'd always no. done or? No, not no, yeah. <laughs> I would love to say it was a childhood dream, but no, it wasn't. It was um, literally you were on the bones of your ass and you needed clothes. So you're like, okay, I'll try and draw something so we can make this happen. Yeah, I was getting to the stage in my life where my friends were starting to buy a little bit more expensive clothing and I was getting a little bit jealous that I couldn't join in on, <laughs> join in on it. Yeah. And so I thought outside the box, uh, my drawings were pretty... <laughs> pretty average I'm surprised they actually turned up the way they did and I mean we needed to make some changes to a few of them once they arrived uh but my mother um is a good sewer so that was handy and yeah then I so they all arrived at Christmas and you were just like woohoo I've got these cool clothes now yeah Yeah. it really was and then some of my friends said oh could you get these made for me I thought, oh, this could be a good opportunity to make a little bit of pocket money. And then Ginny and I sort of laughed that we could go into business and we could sell a few on Facebook and just to friends and family. And yeah, I'm not exactly sure how we ended up um, (laughs) doing a photo shoot. And then I went on the road 
and sold into 20, I think it was 22 boutiques around wow. And so that was So your friends out. were like, saw you wearing them and like, I want that. That's so cool. How can I get it? And it made you think we can yeah. turn this into a business. So the next minute you're getting, how many did you get done to start with? Like, what was the risk you had to take at the start? Well, we didn't really have to take much of a risk because when you're wholesaling, people are placed, especially in the fashion sector, people are placing their orders up to 18 months before. That's right. So you go around with your samples. That's right. Yes. We did a photo shoot. Yeah. So amateur. We, um, we found out to hire a photographer in a studio for the day, it was about $2,000. Yeah. You know, we could buy yeah. a camera for that. So yeah. we bought a camera, set up our studio. And looking back now, my goodness, the photos are terrible. But <laughs> they obviously worked at the time. Yeah. And um, yeah, so went on the road trip and yeah, sold into 22 boutiques. And So you just rocked up, hi, I'm Hayley from, and did you have a name then for... Right. Yeah, it was white chalk. Yeah. Um, and right from the start, that was sort of the first name that popped into my head and for no real reason. Yeah. And we kept thinking, well, what sort of name should we have? And we kept going back to white chalk, so that's just stuck. And I went into this smaller town boutique. Um, yeah. So I guess, um, you know, I've grown up on a farm and I could relate to a lot of the ladies in those small town boutiques because I feel like their husband was a farmer or, yeah. you know, they grew up on a farm. And then I'm guessing they just related to me and sort of, yeah, placed an order and then that's my idea and my dream. And cool. that was the easy part. It was actually when we're like, shit, how do we get these thousands yeah. of When it made? starts, yeah. Yeah, we actually. So there were orders for thousands of items. Yeah. And wow. We were, yeah. Can I yeah. swear? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe just no, not I, just not the sea bomb, but others are fine. No, no, I would, I would <laughs> do the same word. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was when it got tricky. So that's when Ginny's job really come into play uh, to find somewhere in Vietnam to actually make all these clothes. Yeah. That she found, like, yeah, she did find somewhere and they arrived the day before we were launching and I had set up all these boutiques to have a launch party in the launch party there was 22 parties around the country and being in Marlborough we had some good contacts to supply them with bubbles so um yeah bubbles but all these you were thinking we may not even have the clothing uh, and I was so naive, so naive. And but it's a good so thing, isn't it, to be a bit naive? And then it makes you do it, makes you do something scary. I knew what it was like. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so the stock arrived the day before it had to be dispatched. So we had no time to check the clothing. It just honestly, we pulled them out of the boxes and put them into the store orders and sent them out. And just hoped and like buggery that they were going to be right. I was so naive. I didn't even think that they there was wouldn't a be. That they yeah. Right. And yeah. Um, then these tours started to receive their orders, and I got phone call after phone call of the size is terrible. This is wrong. This is wrong. I was like, oh no! And it was it was such a nightmare. But and at the time, we had actually invested quite a bit of money that we couldn't just can it and say, oh, well, that didn't work. Let's try something uh -huh. else. 
let's give up. Uh, but in hindsight, it meant that I could establish such a good relationship with these boutiques because it was quality control and how I dealt with it. And I was on the phone to all of them and I, you know, I just put on, you know, like this is just crazy. Um, but this is how we're going to fix it. And we um, refunded, we stood by our product, we re- refunded it or we got it remade or we got it repaired, or, you know, like. Um, and it was only really, some of the items, like some were perfect yeah, and yeah. some, yeah, some no, were. Some were amazing. Yeah, I guess majority probably were amazing and they sold yeah. really well. Um, there were definitely some that there was real issues on. Yeah. And like I say, it meant that I could form this relationship with the wholesalers. Yeah. And, um, and dealing with the issues and and they were like um, oh wow that was amazing thank you for sorting that for us we're definitely going to keep working with you yeah that's right and then um so my brother who was um doing fly and fly out of the mine in australia he was flying back to vietnam he decided to leave the mine and work full-time with white short and cool so right. how many what amount of times passed since when you got so yeah, you've got exactly. when you got the Christmas present and then when you went around the yeah. retailers and then your brother coming on board. Yeah, so we launched in August, um, so what, eight, nine months, which again is ridiculous because really these um, boutiques, we're used to ordering 12, 18 months in advance. Yeah. Years coming in saying, you know, just having absolutely no idea. I had nothing to do with fashion uh, before. So... Yeah, again, that's where that naivety come into it probably in the boutique flight that, that I was saying we were going to be delivering in three months' time. Sort of yeah. Thing. But, yeah, in hindsight, that's why you have such long lead time so that everything can be done correctly. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, so it's now August. We've launched my brother, um, has left his job, come so, on board. Um, and where are we at now? So it was August when you launched. So when did your brother come on board? Yeah, oh, would probably have been Novemberish. Okay, so pretty soon. Yeah, pretty soon, and they found a really good um, factory in Vietnam that we used for the first couple of years, and our quality. Um, I mean, you always have quality control um, issues or ongoing. You know, it really has to be monitored, uh, especially offshore. Um, so he come on board through the quality control. Yep. which is great because he doesn't look at a dress and think, oh, that's pretty. He looks at it <laughs> to yep. see that stone straight is, you know, like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. emotion involved in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that actually worked really well. And then it wasn't until uh, I wanted to do Merino in winter. And obviously, you know, we've, in this time, we've all, so August we launched and then, we um, had just bought our first farm, so as well as had a baby in August. Oh, yes, so, I was going to um, get get to that. I'll talk yeah. about that soon, how you fit the kids in with all this, yeah. But, yeah, and um, so, yes, we've got a farm, and I thought, oh, Merino, and this is a couple of years down the line, um, we thought Merino would be fantastic, and then obviously I wanted New Zealand Merino, and it was my dream by then to us grow the merino then it goes into our clothes it's right from start to finish yeah um quickly realized that it's not that easy to do that and there's not many places in new zealand that are actually processing their own wool it's getting sent offshore and then coming back Uh, yeah and then it's a whole it's a whole different um 
thing. Like it's a whole different yeah. business doing that. It's a completely separate, you know, you have someone that processes wool and then you have someone that makes clothes from it. You know, it's, exactly. yeah. It's, yeah. And then I also quickly learned that to get anything made in New Zealand, because I wanted it to be New Zealand made using New Zealand merino, that there's not many places in New Zealand making clothes anymore and the ones that were around were closing down or they were downsizing so they just didn't have the work and then I thought cool we might I might ask a few questions soon about about that about the New Zealand made stuff so yeah keep going sorry Uh, yeah and then I just I just thought it was insane like I know that we're not wearing less clothes we're wearing more and more clothes the way you know with fast fashion yeah but there's these businesses closing down, closing down. So that is when, yeah, we turned to New Zealand made. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, completely yeah. everything is New Zealand made. One hundred percent. Yeah. And so, what was? How did you manage to? If so many um, people, you know, businesses weren't working, being New Zealand made, how did you make it work? What was the process? Well, you know, I was just really naive, and I thought, oh, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I had um I guess the advantage that we had built white shorts from um being offshore being able to produce those large numbers and supply into stores um so when we come back to New Zealand to be made we already knew we could sell large numbers um so we could get good pricing because we're doing good big quantities whereas if we started being New Zealand made we couldn't with those big quantities. Yeah. Uh, then we, yeah, found who we're still working with now in Blenheim. Um, and they had been working, had a factory in Blenheim for 30 or 40 years and, yeah, slowly downsizing, downsizing just due to lack of work. And, yeah, it was down the road. It was in the, you know, our closest town. So, so how was, perfect. Oh, it was like it was meant to One be. One of those things, yeah, meant to be. And so who were they making clothes for previously? Um, well, back in the heyday, they were making large, large amounts of clothes, like every town in New Zealand, I think, really okay. had. Lots of different brand. brands and companies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, it's, yeah, they had been making more sort of uniforms, like specialised uniforms that had to be New Zealand made. Um, but like yeah. I said, they were just really downsizing. Cool. And are they only doing you guys or have they got others still? Yeah, no, um, they're only doing us. And yeah. in the last well, 18 months ago, we all moved into the one um, site together. So it's literally one metre between where the clothes are made and where they're dispatched, which is wow. just an absolute dream come true. It is yeah. so cool. All Amazing. All, yeah, the machinists um, and then all our dispatch, as well as our head office, our yeah, it's just, I just yeah. walk in and just get goosebumps every day. Yeah, that's incredible. And the fabric comes from Vietnam still? We obviously don't go there anymore. COVID put a real stop to that. But yeah. yes, between um, China and Vietnam, yeah. and we've had some amazing contacts over there with my sister-in-law. Yeah. Being from Vietnam, it means that we can um, buy us some real um, family businesses that we yeah, really no and trust yeah and, and trust and just eliminate yeah yeah back to the New Zealand made story well not back to it that's the whole story isn't it that's it <laughs> that's the story um yeah. 
I mean, it's obviously it comes down to profits. Is that why others don't do it? It's as simple as that. As simple as that. Yeah, they're just chasing that bottom dollar, I guess. And, yeah. Um, I I always thought that I was in business for the money, but I've actually realised over the last little bit that that's not the fact, the driving factor at all. And yeah. I've never. In those early days, yes, we were on a really tight budget to get into a farm, but I've never had to work. I could have just been a farmer's wife. Yeah. It would have been a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel you, I feel um, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I have learned that I'm doing it for the passion and, like, walking into work, seeing all these jobs we're creating and we're holding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I think others, obviously, yeah, when it comes down to the bottom line, for sure, you can make it for a hell of a lot cheaper because when you're paying wages, minimal wages overseas, mm. paying the living wage, it's a big difference. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. yeah. And so how long has it been New Zealand made for? Uh, for four and a half years. And I just said it. Tell us, what's it? It was white chalk but it's it not white chalk like, anymore. What have we got now? So now we have got Ruby and Rain. So that is with my best friend, Megan. And so when I was originally doing, and Megan was plus size, was plus size. Um, and when I was doing white chalk, she kept asking me to increase my sizing of white chalk so she could get in on the discount that I was giving my friends. Yeah. And... Uh, it just isn't that simple, obviously. You can't take the standard size and just increase it because it needs to fit in different places. And it's just yeah, different it. styles and different, different styles. body we, shapes, yeah. We tried to just take some white shirt styles and just increase the size range and, like I say, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, so Megan said, well, you know, we kind of just wrote different ideas and like, well, why doesn't she design some and we sell it like white short plus or white short curves or so we talked about that and then again being naive we're like well why don't you just do your own brand and come on board and she was working in a corporate job at the time and um said oh maybe she could just do it on the side for a bit of profit money too and then very quickly she left her corporate job and come into Ruby and Rain full time and now she's a part owner of Ruby and Rain. Awesome how'd you come up for the name with that for that? Yeah so Ruby is Megan's side of it. So her, um, she spent a lot of time in Ruby Bay in Nelson. That's where her nice. parents yeah. sort of semi-retired to. And then Rain is my side because at the time we, we um, yeah, not long then had our own farm in Marlborough and coming from Canterbury, the droughts in Marlborough were quite a challenge. Yeah. And I realised that when we have rain, I have a happy husband and <laughs> life is a lot happier. Happy husband, happy life. Everyone says happy wife, happy life. It's not true. It's oh, not it's the way around. It's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree on that one. Yeah, it's um, such a cool name. So Ruby and Rain, yeah. So that, yeah, Ruby and Rain and that's just. Was that the next one to come on? That's the next one. And Megan, I just, um, well, with Megan, she's in the next room here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I just working with her has been absolutely amazing. Like working with your best friend is um, a dream come true. And we, oh, we, we like bicker like sisters. And, yeah, but you know that you doesn't know, mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. We can, yeah, yeah it's 
oh, it's just, yeah, honestly, it's amazing working with her. So, um, and Ruben Rain's just gone from strength to strength. She's a, a real community. Um, and it's, yeah, it's huge. So, That's um, so cool. Um, and then from there came Rind. So that's my baby. Yeah. Um, and for those also, that may not know, how did you get the name? Rind. Oh, that was a hard one to come up with my surname. Yeah, it's <laughs> good it, though. You know, yeah, I was, again, it was just the first one that popped into my head. I keep thinking, oh, I can't use that. It's silly. Or, and I try to think of something else and I would never come up with anything I liked more than Rind. It's just, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Heidi Frank was um, our next one, which is, um, we've got a brand manager, Ingrid, who is the face of Heidi Frank, and she's doing amazing stuff there with um, beautiful linens and more of the natural fibers and the, mute, the muted tones. So, um, yeah, we've got an amazing team going on. Yeah, awesome. And Heidi Frank, I remember when we were on our girls' weekend, you were talking about it. You just always wanted a brand with that name together. Was that like a name you wanted to be called when you were a child or what was the story with that one? I love the name Heidi. And I, yeah, I wanted to be called Heidi when I was a child. And then yeah. I wanted to call our daughter Heidi, but um, Matt was not keen on that. And yeah. I just didn't start. I didn't want another baby. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so another brand was sort of the next best thing. And then Frank just felt like the opposite of Heidi. Yeah. And it, yeah it's really cool and so you have had two children within all this time or did you have any before no no Millie is 11 oh she's 11 yeah 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 and then your son yeah Jed was oh he's just turned seven so um had him at sort of the same time as we were so it's been a crazy, amazing, intense, like next level few years. And now you've sort of, I mean, you haven't told me about it, you've, but you've mentioned and you've told your community that this year you had it all, things came crashing down a bit. And I don't even, I can't really pinpoint it and say this is what it is or this happened, but I just felt so strung out. I felt like a rubber band that had just been pulled every direction and it was an absolute breaking point and just snapped and one day I just found it sounds ridiculous saying it but um Matt and I were um out in our yard and I just collapsed and it was on the ground and it was pouring with rain and but the ground was wet with puddles and I just I physically couldn't get up and Whoa. I was crying and I'd I don't cry, I'm not a crier, and none of my friends have seen me cry, and I just was crying, and Megan, um, my best friend, she lives over in Nelson, but she happened to be at HQ in Blenheim, which is 25 minutes down the road from our house, and uh, so Matt, he didn't know what to do um, with me, and he he rang Megan, and she came out straight away, and I I swear she got there in five minutes and it's a 25 minute drive. So, so you're um, on the floor, there, on the ground in the wet and the rain. Well, he had carried me inside in that time and I was just sitting on the couch and she walked in and she just started crying and she said, oh, you can cry. It was her first thing and then we just started laughing. And yeah, I just, I said, I just don't know what's wrong. I just, yeah. And, um, but 
it was probably one of the best things that happened because I've realized that I just I can't do everything no. and I had such high expectations on myself mm. and I never let myself rest I would um as soon as I sort of got some spare time I'd be like oh what can I do what what can I work on or what can I do around the house or yeah, but it's kind yeah. of one of those things, isn't it, with um, you wouldn't have achieved probably what you've achieved yeah. if you hadn't pushed yourself to those levels, but it's not sustainable, is it? That's right. That's exactly right. And I feel like I am at the stage now that I can take a little bit of a break. So and... do you think maybe subconsciously you knew that things were under control and your body just said, okay, now you can just let everything out and just you know yeah, you just collapse but and you know maybe you're on the verge of collapsing for a couple of years but you knew you couldn't and you were powering yeah. on with adrenaline and then yeah yeah absolutely right we had just taken on a general manager and probably would have been four or five weeks before that and she's just been a godsend she's really uh, she's a little bit older and she is almost like the mum to all of us she amazing fantastic and yeah I think yeah you're right I had realized my body had realized that I can let go now and have a little bit of a break and yeah I just couldn't take it any longer and so what have you changed in your life to adjust to the fact that you can't cope with yeah with everything yeah. you've been trying to do within the general manager of a chunk of my to-do list yeah and that, yeah that feels amazing as well as um, I've changed a lot of my exercise style. So instead of doing lots of weights and trying to make myself very fit, which I've never loved fit, but I always thought that was sort of the be all and end all. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was going to get the results because it was short and sharp. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's what I need because I can fit it in. It's, um, yeah. But I realized that it was just winding me up more. And yeah. It wasn't really what I was needing. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing a lot more yoga and Pilates. Awesome. Um, on of course. Awesome. <laughs> love it. I just, I just love it. Like I really almost have to make myself have a rest day because yeah. I just, just love. Yeah. Whereas before I was having to schedule in when I was doing a hit workout, so I kind of knew I didn't want to do it, but I felt yeah. like I had to. You're forcing your body to do it. Yeah. But yeah. And now I just, um, I just love it. And I've stood up to, uh, with all the kids. The kids have moved around bedrooms and then we've moved our office into one of their old bedrooms. It just gets um, heaps and heaps of sun. And I've made it like a little sanctuary. And nice. It's our office, but it's also where I do my workouts. And it's my real calm space. Nice. And I have a chair in there that I actually stop and have a lunch break now and sit in the mm -hmm. sun eat my lunch and read a book okay we and, can all take that on board yeah, <laughs> including myself and, yeah and up until the last little while I would have never never done that I would have thought what a waste of time in the middle mm. of the day sitting down reading a book or eating like stopping and eating my lunch like mm. it's such a waste of time I've only got between nine and three while the kids are yeah <laughs> so do you down. find you know it's like making time to exercise making time for that rest that you're actually a lot more productive um to be honest probably no it is I, chewing I, into that time 
yeah but, but in the long run i guess you are more productive because you're you're a happy content person you're not going to burn out and come crashing down absolutely and i feel like i've had seven years of being highly productive that i've given myself a little bit of yeah lead time to not yeah. quite be so productive yeah um, nice yeah and so and how yeah. do we like it's probably you know something that's quite interesting if for those who are at that stage that you were at in those first seven years, how do we get that balance of trying to be productive and still be kind to ourselves and take a break? Um, well, I don't know if you can make answer. Yeah. I feel like I just went and went and went and went, banking up so much work that now I can have a break. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the best advice mm. to give. That probably finding a balance that works for each individual person and being very wary of how hard you are pushing yourself yes but like you touched on earlier if i hadn't pushed myself hard in those first years i wouldn't have got to the place where i can yeah start to achieve more balance so yeah yeah, Mm. that's an interesting one yeah 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 now that we're on the topic of advice um for those that are wanting to start up a business, just a business in general, what would your advice be? Really, really, really think if you want it to be your life or not. And I think for a business to be successful, you have to dedicate your life to it. Yeah, and I think you know that. Yeah, it's <laughs> so live yeah. and breathe, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, I don't think that's for everyone. Well, actually, majority of people I don't think it's for because a lot of people like the watch Netflix and chill like and it has told me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like yeah do you want that to be your life do you want to wake up first thing in the morning and think this is what I've got to do for today mm-hmm. or wake up in the night and think of a different um you know some way you could approach your business different or and for me it's putting the kids to bed at night um and then knowing how much work you've got to do afterwards I find very draining it is draining, but I also love it. Like, yeah. I love once, working. Once they're in bed, I love it. Yes. But when I'm trying to get them into bed, I'm not thinking I can't wait to yeah. get to work. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've got so much work to do. Like, can we just get, can you guys just get into bed? Come on, you know. But yeah. then once I'm sitting down in that chair, it's like, okay, yes. Yeah, and I found myself so often wishing away the time with the kids like that mm. bedtime routine I'd be like hurry up hurry up like looking at my watch yeah in bed so I can get to work and look, I do feel and then you get the guilts and I feel yeah. like looking back I do feel guilty on that and I remember in the early days mum saying to me is this the right time to start a business yeah and because I was pregnant um and I was like I don't really think too far ahead because again I was raised I don't realize how much work it's going to involve um and yeah, I do feel like I have missed some of those earlier years. Um, but it is what it is. And exactly. And a lot of people say, like some of the questions for you know, when I was talking, how do you how do you start a business when you've got kids? And there is actually no answer because there's only so many hours in the day. Things give and yeah. there is no like secret recipe. Exactly. Um and I mean, like your husband, my husband is a farmer and they don't work nine to five they 
Yes, so I'm very lucky both my mother and my mother-in-law have been extremely supportive and my mother-in-law now lives on the farm with us but um, in those earlier days they both lived down in Canterbury so they often would come at the drop, fly up at the drop of a hat if I had gone a sales trip and our nanny was sick or something, you know, something had cropped up, I Quite, quite a few occasions I rang my mum saying mum can you please get on the flight this afternoon and yeah. she would yeah. my goodness I owe so much to them for being so supportive and I, yeah, I couldn't have done it without them oh that's uh, so cool so yeah, you know, back to your question um, what would <laughs> your advice be to someone wanting to start up is do you really want to make it your life do you yeah live and breathe it do you want to turn down weekend events because you know you've got to get work done sort of thing mm. but then in some ways they need to not know that to get it going yeah. and then I guess you get to a crossroads I mean and you either push hard or keep going isn't it because that, yeah, so that naivety is what gets you setting it up in the first place because like you said you wouldn't do it if you knew what was coming yeah yeah, yeah no, you probably shouldn't feel them too much so do you have days like I sometimes do where you just think, why am I doing this? Just what the hell is the point? Like, is it worth yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. And then, but we're so far in, we don't yeah. have any, I, I, you know, quite a few times, especially in those first couple of years, I remember ringing up my brother uh, or my sister-in-law who um, we're in partnership in the business, um, saying, oh, I think we just need to pull the pin. But and then we would think of how much money we'd invested mm. and we couldn't. <laughs> like yeah. we were actually stuck in it. And then I I guess I just sucked it up and got on with it and didn't really think about it too much more because I knew that I had no no yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what about your advice for anyone wanting to set up a business in fashion? Don't do it. <laughs> Maybe not. They might be doing something else. <laughs> well, yeah, New Zealand made's hard. It's yeah. hard. Um, we have been extremely lucky that, like I said, we were made offshore initially to get our numbers up to be able to come back to New Zealand. But it, I think would be very hard to do it by the way around. Um, yeah. As well as we had some amazing contacts offshore uh, for our fabric supply. Yeah. I just, if, if we didn't have Ginny, my yeah. sister in law, no way could any of this be possible. Yeah. Uh, as well as my brother, um, he has done amazing work on all the behind the scenes. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a mechanical engineer by trade and probably never in 100 years would have thought he'd be working in women's fashion. Yeah, <laughs> he's all, well. The two of us together, I guess, um, like the photo shoot for an example, right at the start, where we're like, we can't afford to spend a couple of grand on hiring a studio and a photographer. We just looked at how to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think it's also been a huge part of it that we've had that number eight wire sort of Kiwi ingenuity. Yeah, can do attitude. Just get on, get it done, get yeah, stuck in. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from growing up on a farm. Yeah. Have we seen dad just work out how to 
fix something if they need to or make yeah. something. And we just didn't really think there was any other way, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, that's so amazing. And what about advice for those who, are, who like you, were are burning the candle at both ends of the day and, you know, pushing themselves yeah. around the clock? I find that really hard to give advice on because I knew that I was doing that. But mm. as much as I wanted to make changes or tried to make changes, nothing really worked until I was forced to. You know, I physically broke down and I just knew that I had to make changes. Um, so as much as I would raise, when I was working hard, I was craving like an overseas holiday or to get away to try to think that's the only way I could have a break and find balance. Or because you're completely that, removed from, yeah, from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and but I just never succeeded, and I would always be thinking, oh. I just couldn't stop whereas now I've just been forced to the only way that I've actually stopped um so no I you know I just I don't know yeah 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 what the what advice I could give on that so maybe it's just a heads up that it can't go on forever no yeah and it can't I mean you just can't physically continue like that so maybe everyone gets to that point and then that's when they're forced to make the change mm. and make what it is it can deal with it for a certain amount of time and make the most of it while it can yeah so it's, it's, it's got me thinking because I was thinking because I used to you know I don't push myself like I used to I still work hard but I don't you know I've put strategies in place now um and we've both got a shared strategy and that we're playing golf which is probably the, one of the most stressful things ever so we wouldn't advise it um but I was thinking hold on I didn't I just worked it out that I needed to um not be so intense and I realized oh no my thing was I couldn't sleep yeah. So yeah. I was just, I was walking around not able to cope with things probably because I was having like three or four hours sleep a night because I'd work, go straight to bed, be yeah. wired, yeah. and then I realised yeah. I needed to change. So I guess it's yeah. sort of a similar thing, isn't it? That you've, Something happens that makes you realise that you need to get some more balance. Absolutely. Are you sleeping well now? Yes, yep. Most of the yeah. time, like 95% of the time, yeah. A difference, oh. oh my goodness <laughs> that's one thing i've been blessed with no matter how stressed or how crazy things are when my head hits the pillow i'm out for it for the moment oh that's, lucky that's, that's amazing yeah and i can have a new nap but, oh, oh yes goodness. i have to stop myself from having those oh, good oh, oh so my. good always wake up dribble over the pillow Always, when you know you've had a good nap, though. Yeah. Cool. So I've got just some fun questions to finish off. Um, I'd been thinking about doing these questions for a bit, and then Anna brought them in when she interviewed me, and they are fun. So um, you ready? You ready? Okay. (laughs) Tights, like long tights, or bike shorts? Oh, bike shorts. If I've if I've baked (laughs) pants. Yes. Key. Um, golf one, putting or chipping? Chipping. What about Hat- you? Oh, they're both hard. 
depends on the day yeah but i enjoy chipping more yeah, yeah but putting is so key yeah. they both yeah. are <laughs> the yeah. whole thing is you've got to get the ball down there in the first place yeah. <laughs> broccoli or cauliflower broccoli do you, oh okay do you pee in the shower yes or no yes <laughs> my daughter my 11 year old daughter told me it's good to pee in the shower because your pee kills any fungus in your feet so you don't get fungus ah, do you let it go all over your feet yeah. do you oh i didn't think that far you know i'll let you know yeah we'll, we'll examine next time tequila or zambuca oh yeah um tequila I think you might have talked me into one of them as well. <laughs> yeah, we had a fun night. We, it was last August, August 2020. Yes. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah, if, if anyone's listening in, um, Hayley, or oh, obviously people are listening in, that's why we've done this. Um, <laughs> we're not just having a conversation. Um, Anna, Hayley and I had a night, two nights in Christchurch, and actually there were signs that you were pushing yourself too hard then. So we arrived on the Friday, and Anna and I went out that night and you couldn't because you had a serious migraine and you were bedridden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my since I've my life out, my migraines have decreased. Oh, that's awesome. It was, I mean, like looking back, it was such a sign. I would try to find all these different cures for my migraine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you went to see someone, didn't you? And they said you need a hobby. You went to see yeah, a brain yeah. specialist and they said, oh, mate, you just need a hobby. <laughs> yeah, I had. <laughs> One that I had a brain tumor, like, I mean, what yeah. else could be causing a migraine? I must have a brain tumor. And she, yeah, pretty much said I need a hobby. So that's when I started golf. Which, yeah, she, yeah it's not the best one to choose, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, I am looking forward to us going away on a golf trip. I can't wait, actually. That will be we need time. to book one in. Christmas or birthday? Birthday. Paper diary or online on your phone? Uh, now online i've been converted before it was always paper and no way could convert me yeah but now online um i've seen the light and there's so much better can you share it with your team boyfriend jeans or skinny uh boyfriend tattoo yes or no oh yes but don't tell my dad because he doesn't even know <laughs> and i got it done when i was um 15, I think. 15 classic whereabouts is it what is it sort of butterfly yeah. on your no, back or no. something <laughs> it says love and old english writing on my hip oh, classic. <laughs> as well as i've had one removed where was the one you got removed <laughs> i can tell it was my star sign on my boob on your boob when did you get that <laughs> yeah when i was probably about 15 too oh my gosh classic i want to know you when you're 15 you sound like a good time oh my goodness okay. <laughs> looking back i left school when i was 15 and i just thought i knew everything um <laughs> oh gosh i cringe classic that's so funny city or country i know the answer i'm going to ask it anyway city or country country dog or cat dog and as one, are you freeing the fufu in your tights or are you wearing underwear? <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm freeing the fufu. Yes, someone on my team. Thank you. How do people wear underwear? How underwear? do you? I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know no. how. The, I think a lot that do. So Amy said she does last week, but she wears a G string. Yeah, which oh, I, I don't want that up my bum. No. no um, not. bun or ponytail. Bun, bun, mum, bun. Marketing yeah. or the books. Oh, depends what day. I used to do it all, but now I've actually delegated both of them. Perfect. Um, None. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if I had to choose one, I would say marketing. Marketing. Cool. And your favorite dedicate workout? Um, it is the yoga. No, yes, yoga. Yes, what yoga. Was... Yep. Yes, yoga. Yeah, yeah, yes, yoga. Yes, yoga is the more intense, like strengthening. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Way. Love it. I'm addicted. Yeah, cool. It's kind of almost like yoga cross with Pilates, sort of, isn't it? It's like it's yeah. not, but it's just. I'm just trying to describe for people that don't know. It's it's yoga, but you're really challenging your muscles and it's yoga and i get a sweat yeah and now that i've been doing yoga i can touch my toes without being warmed up i used to hardly because i think i've got long legs and proportion to my body yeah Um, and i used to not be able to touch my toes i could hardly Mm -hmm. get past my neck like a few years ago and um now when i'm warmed up i can get my hands flat on the ground Wow, that's so cool. So how many times a week are you doing yoga? Uh, probably five times. Awesome, that's so cool. A bit of Pilates, if I've got lots of time and really in the mood, I'll do a yoga and a Pilates, like one after each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you still sometimes go on and do inner spin in Blenheim? No. You're all no. just low-key stuff, your yoga and Pilates. That's yeah. really cool. I love spin with Anna and... I will get back one day, but I just, um, but, I don't know. I just, yeah, I just, just need to slow down. I think that's really cool for people out there to hear. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, our most popular workouts are without a doubt our HIT and weights workouts, especially yeah. our HIT times weights. Um, yeah. And yeah. they are great. And for so many, they're awesome. And I still love them and do them. And they're great for me. But I have, brought in more yoga and pilates and meditation into my life not as much as you have and have really noticed the benefits um and then i think it's really cool for people to hear that you've even gone completely the other way and just doing those and how how great you're feeling because of it yeah and i think like maybe in six months time it will change again i don't think there's one hard no it's trying to listen to your body and work out what you need at that given time isn't it and that's it's really hard to learn how to listen to your body mm. and I have been doing a little bit of work with an identity coach and it's really interesting um getting in tune with your body and listening to it and an identity like, coach that sounds awesome yeah it, yes, I mean it's only very early days but um it's really interesting to learn why um why the way I am and why I for so long felt that I needed to work so much mm. because I, I did identify that it wasn't the money driver um, mm. for what I feel like I needed to work so much. Yeah, so, yeah it's really interesting. Oh, I think I'm going to have to get you to send me the details yeah. for that person because that sounds really cool. Yeah. Like something really, that might benefit me. I think it would. I think it would benefit everyone to be honest. Mm. Like it's self-development, which... Um, in the past, I've never really done anything on that. But yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, no, interesting. Mm. It's early, early stages, but um, 
That's great. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, so awesome to chat, Hayley. Thanks so much for giving us, giving us an insight into how your amazing business got started. Yeah, and the New Zealand made story, which is so inspiring. And then the challenges you've had and what you've learned along the way. Um, I'm sure lots of people will, will have taken so much out of that. Thank you. Great talking. Thanks, Hayley. Thank you all so much for listening. Please share this with your friends if you enjoyed it and subscribe so that you can be notified when our new episodes launch. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll also like my episode called Kate Ivey, How It Began. And from season one, Two Raw Sisters, Overtraining Eating Disorders, Chronic Fatigue, What Rock Bottom Taught Us, and Emma Ferris, who is also a businesswoman, dealing with and overcoming a relationship with a con artist. If you're a Dedicate member already, thank you so much for your support. We absolutely love having you a part of our wonderful fitness community. If you're not yet, you can get started with your free trial at kateivyfitness.com. Thrive in 5 is our newest challenge. It's a five-week hip-based challenge and it starts on Monday the 22nd of November. You can choose an equipment plan or no equipment plan and it does have some yoga and Pilates as well. But if you're like Hayley and need slower paced exercise all the time, then check out Dedicate Rejuvenate. It's a do-anytime yoga and Pilates challenge on Dedicate.